Listener Production. Hello, it is Antoinette Latouf here. What does an Australian of the Year local hero, a truck, and the voice referendum have in common? I know it sounds like the start of a bad joke about someone walking into a bar, but it is all connected thanks to one person's determination to inform migrants about the voice. Over the past six weeks, Indian migrant Amar Singh has driven 23,000 kilometres, stopping in towns and cities right across the country to speak with religious and culturally diverse communities about why he thinks migrants and refugees need to vote yes in the upcoming referendum. With just a few weeks to go before we all have the opportunity to cast our vote on changing the constitution to what's going to do two things, to both recognise Indigenous Australians and to instil a voice to Parliament, the volume on the debate on voting yes or no has certainly turned up. There's naturally lots of focus on politicians and on polls, but what feels less visible is what culturally and linguistically diverse communities know about the referendum, think about the voice and how such a big portion of our population may vote. So in this special episode of The Briefing, I jumped out of the studio and into the truck, which is adorned with Indigenous artwork and the line, come on, mate, it's a fair call. To get a sense of what Amar is hearing around the country, a temperature test, if you will, and why he's so determined to convince those he meets to vote yes. Amar Singh, thanks so much for joining us. We're in Geelong, Victoria, headed towards Melbourne, seated in what I'm going to describe as the voice mobile. It's a truck with Indigenous signage and a call to action. What drove you to drive around Australia? It was a simple uh, calling for myself to say, what do I want Australia to look like? And being such a historic moment, having this referendum for the Indigenous voice to Parliament, and bringing a whole society on one level, I think is very important. So I just want to do my bit, driving around Australia, talking to communities right across the country and saying it's very important, especially the migrant communities, getting involved in this debate. Because I really think as a nation, we're a very pivotal time in our, in our history where we need to acknowledge the hurt of the past because for far too long, these people have been ignored and, and just not even considered as a mainstream. You know, we can talk about that, you know, they get all the funding and whatnot, but look at all the pain and hurt we've caused them. So I think as an Australian now, it's everyone's responsibility to make it an equal and level platform for everyone, including the First Nations people, so they can address their concerns and make our whole country, our society, a better place for future generations. So this is an independent mission. This is something that you decided to do yourself. What was it about the conversation amongst religiously and culturally diverse Australians that you think was lacking? Being a part of the 99 referendum, when I first arrived in Australia in 98, I saw there wasn't much uh, information out there for migrant ethnic communities to be involved in these processes. And being the first referendum in, in my voting years as well and seeing how Australian landscape of migration had changed and why more and more ethnic Australians should be stepping forward for this democratic process was the main key sort of um, identifiers for myself to do this. And I think it's, it's, it's a very fair call to vote yes, but I do want people to go research and 
what does that mean for them? Because sometimes migrants are too invested in things that happen back in their home country where they've grown up, where they you know, ha- uh, spend their childhood. I want people to take ownership of this country because this is where you are now, your kids are going to grow up here, and this is home. It's important, I think, for us to talk about your number plate. It's yes now. And we're sitting in a truck that is covered, adorned in Indigenous artwork. What's the, what's the logo? Come on, come on, mate, it's a fair go. That's right. Come on, mate, it's a fair call. Come on, mate, it's a fair call. So you're in a clearly marked yes vehicle. What's the response to the vehicle been like? Well, I get really positive responses again. The, the people can see the van, people see what I'm doing, people have seen me through media, and I got a lot of thumbs up and a lot of people, you know, beeping their horn at me saying, you know, good job. Uh, pull up at, you know, some really remote parts and go, oh, we didn't expect a, you know, an Indian-looking guy coming out of a van that's, you know, looks like an Indigenous van. But again, that's that's what it is. And so you've driven 20,000 kilometres, many states and territories. What are you hearing? On the ground, the report is very, very positive, very yes. When I left, I was sort of thinking to myself, what is it all hard nose and what happens then? But on the ground, all of the events that I've been to, people that I've met, they're have been people, you know, holding up core fruits of no sign, but majority have been yes in all of the multicultural communities, be it places of worship, language schools that I've visited. It's been really, really positive. So the feedback you're getting doesn't sound like it's in keeping with the polls because the polls suggest that the no vote is gaining momentum as the weeks have passed. Have you sensed that shift in the people you're speaking with? Look, hardly. Uh, I just look at myself. I, I think I'm a pretty forward-thinking migrant, you know, getting involved in the things around, and I hardly take part in polls. So who are these people taking part in polls is a different thing as well, and it does not represent the total sort of landscape of our society today, especially the migrants. So I would say they're pretty one-sided. I want you to talk about your experiences of racism and belonging, because that in a way, drove you to start Turbans for Australia, which is where you provide relief support in flood zones um, voluntarily with drivers. Um, And then that, of course, led to you getting Australian of the Year local hero. What was it about your experiences in Australia that led you to start giving back? People looked at me with a beard and a turban thinking, you don't belong here. And that was a big question mark for me. Why don't I belong here? I'm Australian. I live here. You know, I call this country my home. And that sort of also worried me, what will it be like for my kids growing up here? And I want to talk about some of those negative experiences or the criticisms you may have encountered along this road trip. Of course, diverse communities are diverse and surely you've come across people who are concerned or want to vote no or who've had negative things to say to you. Talk me through some of that. Look, some of the... um it wasn't hard nose, but there's people who had concern to say we don't have much information. And for example, we were in our uh, temple, Sikh temple in Glen Osmond, Adelaide, and the committee said, "Look, come and talk to our people." But we actually, majority of the members don't know what is this all about and how to get more information. So my session there was more about informing them what the the voice is about, how it's going to work, and getting their questions. We had about an hour and a half session there. It was really powerful. People were able to ask questions in their language and get answers in the language. But sometimes people like that intimate sort of environment where they can ask a person a question and get an answer, and that worked really well. And some of the different opinions and concerns people have raised out at our um, uh, you know, events, uh, it's been just simple about, you know, will it divide the nation? How will it work? You know, 
who will they control funding? Will they make laws? Or, or there was one that said, is it going to be a reservation system for the indigenous people in jobs, in in you know public sector or whatever else? I heard in Darwin where they said uh, somebody at their work told them that they're going to be paying a special rent to the indigenous people. And I said, mate, like, where did you get this from? You know, when Kevin Red said, sorry, did anybody come and take your house or my house and say this was our land? Look, it's not going to happen. There's a lot of misinformation out there. But Again, we can't be complacent as the people supporting the yes word. We have to go out there, talk to more and more people, talk to your family and friends and get them on board and go research yourself. Ask local Indigenous bodies what they think and do your own research. How else has the reception been amongst various Indigenous groups that you visited in, in both metropolitan and remote areas? Look, all of the Indigenous groups that I've come across, uh, they've happily signed my van as well, and many of them signatory to the Uluru Statement. I, I think the only Indigenous person I saw, uh, heard speak at one uh, event in Perth, they said, how's it going to fix the suicide issue? Because I think they had a family impacted by suicide. But again, yeah, that's, yeah that, that is the whole point of this. This is not a silver bullet to fix every Aboriginal issue. This is just a way of saying that they are protected in our constitution. How it's going to work, it's up to the Indigenous leadership. And again, we're at such a critical time in our nation that I'm so proud of our First Nations, Torres Strait Islander people that they've come together in, in the thousands and worked out this, this is what they need. So basically, as a country, we've got our job done for us. All we've got to do is say yes. You are overall sounding incredibly optimistic and that's not the sense I'm getting from the media or politicians. Do you think that's because they're out of touch with regular Aussies or because people who are drawn to you and this truck are naturally going to gravitate towards yes? Uh, you can say they they are going to naturally grab a take too much, yes, but there have been a lot of no people as well, or people who are fence sitters at our events and uh, other time, uh, other uh, venues that I've been at, and they say, oh, we weren't sure which way we're going to vote. But again, reassuring them that this is just a voice uh, for the Indigenous people in the parliament. It does not give them any special powers, you know, it doesn't give them any funding at all, or, or being able to pull strings on government or politicians has been reassuring. So what I hear on the ground... Again, you're right, it could be a different different side of audience or whatever it is, but from where I see it, from my lens, it's very positive and that's what it drives me sort of to do more. So I'm not the first passenger to sit in this seat to keep you company um, and learn more about your journey and I'm not the last. So tell me who you've had on this journey with you. I've had a whole wealth of knowledge in co-drivers and passengers on this van, starting off with Yvonne Belden, the first Indigenous councillor in the city of Sydney to bless the van and the journey. It was really powerful for her to be here and give her blessings, you know. And I've got you. I've had another community driver come in from Darwin to Perth. Uh, You know, Mark Smallwood, one of our long-term volunteers, he jumped in for a week from Ad- uh, Perth to Adelaide across the Nullarbor. And we've got Craig Foster, he's a, he's a great athlete and an advocate for community refugees. And we've got Kishwa Chowdhury, I think I'm going to get her to cook me something, eh? So I'm here in Little Collins Street in the heart of Melbourne CBD. I'm hopping out of the voicemobile and I'm tagging with reality television chef and writer Kishwa Chowdhury. Hello, Kishwa. Hi, Antoinette. Let me know why you've decided to hop in today. Well, this is The Voice. This is a historical moment for all of us, whether we were born here or whether we've made a new home here. Um, And there isn't a lot of conversation around um, 
around the voice and what we're about to vote on. So I want to spread a little bit of awareness within my community. What are you hearing in the Bangladeshi community? I'm hearing a lot of distance from this conversation. I'm not. He- there's a lot of silence around what we're about to vote on, considering how mammoth this vote is, and um, that that this is a once in a lifetime um, sort of vote that we have in our hands. This is a big decision, and I don't think there's a lot of information and a lot of conversation happening around this in my community. Obviously, there's dinner table conversations, chats at the park. That's one thing. Does that differ in any way to what you're seeing online? Online, I would say my feed is probably skewed to my decision and what I uh, am exposed to is an overwhelming support of um, what is the right thing to do during this referendum. Um, But I have to say, when I do do research online and look at what is the case against, um, why would someone vote no? Because that's something that I really want to understand as well. All right. Enjoy the next leg of this trip. Good luck, guys. That was reality TV chef and writer Kishwa Chowdhury, who is one of many joining Aussie of the Year local hero, Amar Singh, to round out his campaign to speak to migrant and refugee communities across the country about the referendum. You can check out our show notes and social media to find out where he's headed to next. So after speaking with Amar, I can't help but notice a real optimism that seems at odds with what the polls and what some media commentary is suggesting. And I can actually relate to some of Kishwa's comments and concerns because what she's seeing and not hearing in her ethnic community is reflected in mine as well. Right now, I'm not convinced that many people are especially engaged or informed about the referendum at this point, which is an interesting place we find ourselves just a few weeks out from voting day. Listener.